you for joining me for a few moments to ponder 2 Peter. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 65. For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ, the morning star, shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they spoke from God. 2 Peter 1, 16-21 There's nothing quite like a first-hand experience to convince us that something is real, or true. Well, at least most of the time. I was recently with someone that wanted to convince me that what she read on Google was more true than what I had personally experienced myself. It was a little scary to think that my first-hand account was less true in her mind than what she found on the internet. Yet, no matter what I said, Google knew better. The churches in Asia Minor were faced with this same situation. Peter is saying, I saw this. I experienced this. I'm not making it up. But the believers are hearing from other teachers and are beginning to wonder what's true about Jesus and his teaching. Thus, Peter is writing to remind them that he lived this and he speaks of a time when he had witnessed something so amazing, so profound, that it brought even greater confidence in Christ and all that the prophets had foretold of his coming. What did he witness? Well, we call it the Transfiguration. This story is of an event that is told in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Jesus had brought the disciples, Peter, James, and John, with him as he went up on the mountain to pray. And while they're there, he transforms. He literally unveils his glory before them. His face is transformed and his clothes become dazzling white. Mark writes of it like this. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. 
He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. Mark 9, 2-8 We have so much CGI in our movies today that these words kind of go into sci-fi for us, but this was real life. Jesus unveiling his true self besides two main men from the Old Testament who just appear. And if that isn't enough, Peter, caught up in it all and not really knowing what to say, wants to build memorials for each of them. But then a cloud covers them and God literally speaks. The disciples hear the audible voice of God. Peter, James, and John saw Moses and Elijah just talking with Jesus, two men that had lived hundreds of years before this moment, and they're talking with Jesus like they know him. I think this gives us a glimpse into eternal life and communion with God. The one that led God's chosen people to the promised land is speaking with the chosen one that was promised. The one that prophesied of the one to come was with the one that would fulfill those promises. The Old Testament is colliding with the new in this moment showing us that this is one story focused on the one who would redeem us all. Hearing an audible voice from heaven as Jesus shines so brightly you have to shield your eyes, well, this encounter is foundational for Peter. Yet, as I discovered again recently, not everyone will take the words of an eyewitness. Peter backs up his words with the truth about Jesus by bringing up the Old Testament prophets. The Jews had been watching and waiting for the fulfillment of over 300 prophecies pointing them to the Messiah. We know today, after a lot of research, that every single one of the over 300 prophecies were fulfilled by Jesus. All of them. The odds of this are so astronomical, there is no other way for this to be true than that it is true. And Peter wants them to see the authority of the scriptures as attested to by all this fulfilled prophecy. He's basically saying, if you don't believe me, believe them. So Peter tells them to pay close attention to what they, the prophets, wrote. For their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines. Now to finalize this point, Peter reminds them that all that was written of Jesus was written by those that had been inspired by the Holy Spirit. He wrote, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, these prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they spoke from God. Isaiah wrote it this way, Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. 
God doesn't try to hide the truth in his word. He wants to reveal the truth through his word. Now, I love books. I have many. And there have been books that I've truly enjoyed and some not so much. Some have influenced my leadership and understanding. But I wouldn't say any of them transformed me but one, the Bible. The Bible is a book that from its writing has dealt with an undercurrent of those that would want to get rid of it. It is attacked, twisted, defiled, and thrown, but it continues to stand. There have been times throughout history when an emperor or a dictator has tried to get rid of the word of God, but none of them were able to do so. There have been those that have given their lives to see it translated for all to read because they knew that within its covers is all that we need to know to live a life of freedom, a life lived with Him. The Bible has a transforming effect on those who will read it, those who will study it, those who will take it to heart. It can change your life and transform you into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. The power of the Word of God is alive and it's powerful and it will work in our lives in a wonderful way if we allow it. It's why I do this podcast, seeking to help you dive into a little chunk of God's Word and then how can we learn from it and apply it? From Peter today, we learn that we can trust it. That it was written by someone like him who was there. The Bible spans thousands of years, yet it never contradicts itself. Hundreds of years after words were spoken, Jesus fulfilled 300 plus prophecies. May we stand in truth and not be swayed by what others would have us think or believe, but may we seek to find truth in his word, just as Peter said. And now, may the words of God change you as you continue to learn more of his story. And may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Amen.